This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. So I went by the old Lakewood Church. It's bigger now. But even then, it was seating 8,200 people. And I went by Lakewood Church, and I was going to go inside the bookstore. They had a great bookstore then. But when I pulled up and parked, all of a sudden, somebody pulled up and parked next to me. I looked over, and it was Pastor John Osteen. I never made it inside of the bookstore. What I got outside was a whole lot better. And we began to talk about different things. I said, Brother John, I said, this is a beautiful, beautiful new sanctuary. He was not a tall man or a short man. And I can see him now. He goes like this. He goes. He was excited. He said, and it's all paid for. It's all paid for. Debt free. And plus the administration building, the offices, the complex, it's all paid for. I said, Brother John, that's wonderful. How did you do it? He said, missions, missions, missions. Missions, missions, missions. He said, we support over 250 missionaries around the world on a regular basis and other times as God directs. He said, since we started the church, Many, many years ago in a feed store. He said, it is still a feed store. And we were talking about missions. That was his heart, the heart of missions. And I said, Brother John, so good to see you, but I've got to go catch a flight. He said, Brother Denny, one thing I want you to remember. Now, what's a man of God like that going to say? Brush your teeth, floss. Make your bed. Come on now. He said, always remember this. No what would a man of God like that say? His last words to me. The last words he ever, ever spoke to me before, before we got promoted to heaven. I said, what's that, Brother John? He said, always remember. God will always, everybody shout always. always. He said, God will always abundantly shout that word. Abundantly, he said, God will always abundantly bless those who will give to missions. So this is missions month, so I would encourage you to get involved with missions. Come on, shout amen, somebody. Oh, glory to God. Why don't you raise your hands one more time and just begin to praise him, begin to praise him. Hallelujah. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. The psalmist said, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The psalmist said, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will show forth all of his wondrous works. The psalmist said, seven times a day will I praise the old God. The psalmist said, let everything that hath breath, let everything that hath breath, Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Come on, church. One more time. Raise your hands and begin to praise him. 
When you begin to praise him, something happens. When you begin to praise him, something comes down. Oh, praise ye the Lord. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is wonderful. Hallelujah. And he is welcome in this house today. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Hallelujah. Now, I'm ready to preach this morning. I stay instant in season and out of season. Dogs bark. Birds chirp. And I get to preach. I was talking to somebody last night. They said, where do you got to preach tomorrow? I said, nowhere. They said, you mean you're not preaching? I said, I didn't say that. You asked me the question, where do you got to preach? I don't got to preach. Guess what? I get to preach. Come on now. How many of there's a big, big difference? And I've got a word that is burning and stirring in my heart for you. Because how many of you know across this country and around the world, people need a healing touch? Well, guess what? The healer is in the house today. I said the healer is in the house today. The healer is in the house today. But as I was sitting there a moment ago, two things began to stir in my heart. First of all, Brother Bruce, when you stepped up here immediately, the Lord began to speak to me about you. And brother, that number one burning desire, I'm not going to speak personal about you, concerning you, but there's a great, great desire. God said it won't be long, and he's going to give you that desire, my dear brother. But let me ask this question. How many of you want to do something big for God? Let me see hands. Come on, just smile loudly. Come on now. How many of you really, really want to do something big for God? But I'm a nothing. I'm a nobody. Who said that? The devil is the father of all lies. A number of years ago, there was a professor of theology by the name of Edwin Orr. And he was teaching theology at a university there in England. And this one morning, Professor Orr said to the class, it's going to be different today. I'm not going to teach. I'm not going to have a lecture, as it were. We're going to go today on a field trip and see some of the great spiritual significant places. He took him to this place and that place and this place, the former home of Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers. He took him to the home of Charles Wesley, the one who wrote hundreds and hundreds of hymns we even sing today. This place and that place, finally the last stop on the, the tour was the home of John Wesley. Professor Orr took him into the home of John Wesley, took the students into the kitchen. This, this is where he would prepare his meals and eat. He took him to this room and that room. He took him to, the, to his office. And this is where John Wesley would prepare his sermons where he wrote scores and scores of theology books, where he prayed for revival throughout all of Europe and even for America. And finally, 
He took him up the rickety steps to his bedroom. He said, this is the most intimate place of the home of John Wesley, where he would sleep, get his rest. As he was talking, one of the students said, Professor Orr, I noticed on this side of the bed, there's some grooves in the carpet. He said it was a hard wooden floor, but there was a, the carpet there. But Professor Orr said, because every single day, when John Wesley was at home, if not traveling throughout Europe and America, every single day of his life, he would get out of bed. The first thing before he do anything else, he'd roll over, his knees would hit the floor. He would pray one hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, five hours, or more. And over the years, in this same spot, there was two grooves where his knees had hit that floor. He said, class, it's time to go. So they went outside to get on the bus. And Professor Orr started counting the students to make sure they were all there. And one was missing. So Professor Orr goes inside of John Wesley's home to the kitchen. He wasn't there. To the office, he wasn't there. He walks up the steps to the bedroom. And as he looked across the room, he could see the top of one's head, the shoulders. And you heard that student crying out, Oh God, do it again. Oh God, do it again. Oh God, would you please, please do it again. Oh God, would you please, please do it again and do it through me. You heard him crying out over and over again, Oh God, would you please, would you please, would you please do it again. And will you please, Oh God, would you please do it again through me. And Professor Orr walked over and told the student, It's time to join the others on the bus. And with that, Billy Graham got off his knees. At that time, he had not gone to the ministry. He was a nothing, nobody. Nobody knew who he was, but he had our hearts cry. His heart, his heart was crying out, oh, God, would you do it again? Would you please, God, do it again? Would you do it again? Would you please, please do it again through me? And if God can use Billy Graham, how much more so can God use you and you, and you, and you, and the rest of you, and all of us. Would you stand, please? Would you stand? You may not be an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, but the Bible tells us that we're all called to be ministers of reconciliation. And God can use you as you go to work, your place of employment or wherever. Won't you cry out? Like Billy Graham cried, oh, God, would you please do it again through me? Would you raise your hands up, church, before we get into God's word this morning? Would you raise your hands up and say, oh, God, do it again? Do it again through me. God, use me, Lord. I'm a nothing. I'm a nobody without you. But, God, I know you're everything. and You can use me, oh, God. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me, oh God, use me for your glory. Hallelujah. Father God, without you I'm nothing. But I know with you, God, all things are possible. Use me, Father, to speak, to speak to my sons and daughters and grandsons and granddaughters, my brothers and sisters, oh God, my spouse, oh God, my neighbors, oh God, my in-laws, oh God, my co-workers, oh God. Use me. Without you I'm nothing. I can do nothing but God, like Billy Graham cried out from the depths of his heart, Oh, God, would you use me again? Will you use me? Please, please, oh, God, do it again and do it through me.
Can somebody shout, do it again? Do it again through me. Amen. Remain standing, please, if you would. For the reading of God's Word. Give your Bibles, would you turn, please? Or turn your apps on, either one. God is good. God is so good. Acts chapter 10. Verse number 38. Oh, God is good. If you're there, shout, I'm there. If you're not, just listen up. How God anointed, everybody shout, anointed. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Jesus is the healer. And he can use you to heal as well. Father God, we thank you for your word. Your word is life-giving. Your word is life-changing. Father, I believe today because of your word, we will never, ever be the same again. We thank you now. We bless you. And all of God's people said together, amen. That sounded good. You better say it again. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I'm talking about Jesus is the healer of all mankind. And Jesus tells us in his word as well to go in all the world and lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. And the Bible tells us, and they went forth everywhere preaching the word and God working with them with signs following. But the Bible tells us how God anointed, number one, I know that Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, number two, and with power. The three things he had and three things that we as the people of God have as well. He was anointed, and guess what? We as the people of God, we are anointed. We have received an anointing from the Holy One. He was anointed with the Holy Ghost. And guess what? The mighty baptism in the Holy Ghost is available to every child of God. In other words, the ability. Anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. What is that? That is authority. And beloved, because we've got anointing, because we've got ability, because we have what? The authority. We can go forth and see the sick heal in the name of Jesus. Come on, shout amen. There's not a sickness on earth that the God of heaven cannot heal. It doesn't matter whether the sickness may be, the disease may be. It doesn't matter. My God, your God is a mighty, mighty healing God. And guess what? He has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our God is forever the same. You see what he was? He is right now. What he will be, he is right now. The eternal past and the eternal future of our great God is rolled into the here and now. He's a right 
now God. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the one that is and was and is to come, the Almighty. And guess what? He has not changed. And Jesus healed the sick. As we go forth, we can tell people everywhere that our God is still the healer. Who is he? He said, for I am. I'm glad he's the God of the right now. He said, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. What that means is this, for I am Jehovah Rapha. That's this covenant name of healing. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. He is the healer. He is the great physician. He is the bomb of Gilead. And let us go forth and tell people everywhere, it doesn't matter what the sentence may be, our God is still the healer. If you believe that, come on, shout amen. amen. And as we go forth, we need to tell people everywhere, it is the will of God to heal. I said, it is the will of God to heal. Yes, we have got the anointing. We've got the ability. We've got the authority. But guess what? As we go forth, let us be filled with the love of God, with the faith of God, and with the compassion of Almighty God. It is God's will. But wait a minute. Should we pray, Lord, if it be your will, heal this one and that one? No. You don't pray like that. If you believe that nonsense, you read the wrong book. Come on now. It is God's will to heal. But I know somebody was prayed for many, many times, but they did not receive the healing. Beloved, every time I hear that, it saddens me. But it does not change. It does not alter the word of God in any shape, form, or fashion because it is God's will. God's will is his word, and his word is his will. His will. Now what did he say? He said in Exodus chapter 23, verse 25, I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. In Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17, the Lord said, For I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Now we heal thee of all thy diseases. It is God's will. I'll say it again. It is God's will. Let's try this side. It is God's will. There's only one person in the Bible that ever came to the Lord saying, Lord, if it be your will, not two, not three, but only one person. And this was a leper, a leper. We find the story of this leper in three places. Matthew chapter 8, Mark chapter 1, and Luke chapter 5. Let's notice Matthew's account. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 2, the Bible tells us, And behold, a leper came before the Lord. And he fell down before the Lord. He knelt down before him. He bowed before him. And he began to cry out in worship to the Lord. He did what? He began to what? Worship. I thought the leper needed healing. He did. But you see, the leper knew the right way to approach the Lord. No, he needed healing. He needed a miracle. But guess what? He knew how to touch the heart of the Lord. We're so quick to barge in his presence. And we've got a legal covenant right to come boldly to his presence. How many know there's a better way to enter his gates with thanksgiving, to his courts with praise? Don't just barge in saying, gimme, 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 my name is Jimmy, come on now. But the leper knew how to come before him. He began to what? Worship him. Matthew 8 verse 2 says, the leper began to worship him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt. Or in other words, Lord, if it be your will. He knew the ability of the Lord Jesus, but he did not know the willingness of the Lord. 
But the next verse tells us, and Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. You don't need my hand, you did his hand. Not my touch, but his touch. But Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying what? I will be thou clean. And immediately the man was cleansed of his leprosy. Oh, I love that, don't you? He said, I will. Now, I love the way another version reads. Another version reads like this. The leper said, Lord, if you want to. And Jesus answered and said, I want to. Aren't you glad he still wants to? Come on, shout. He wants to heal. He's a mighty God, a mighty healing God. And his cry to use this, my child, my son, my daughter. It is my will. It is my will. Now, in Mark's account of this story, the Bible tells us, and Jesus was moved with compassion. And touched him saying, I will. We need to be moved with compassion because there's so many people out there that are sick. So many people that are sick and undone. But guess what? He's called you and you and you and me to go forth and to minister in the name of Jesus. You see, our God is forever the same. Our God is the healer. It is God's will to heal. But guess what else, beloved? You need to realize there's healing for you in the Word of God. God wants to use you and you and me to go forth and pray for people who are sick and undone. But guess what? Guess what? Guess what? We've got to know the Word of God. He would tell somebody, God wants to heal you. They'll say, how do you know that? You say, well, it's in the Bible. They say, but where? Oh, I don't know. Let me call Pastor Norris. Come on now. You've got to get into the book. I say, I say so often, you need to get on Facebook and get your face in the book. Come on now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Whoa. The psalmist said, thy word, Psalms 119, verse 11, he said, the word have a kept on the coffee table till I leave for church. Did I misquote that? Thy word have a kept in the back seat till I get to church. No. He said, thy word have a hid in my heart. I'm not going to have you stand. Then again, I may have you stand. How many of you this morning can quote 10 scriptures on healing? Brother Boots can. I can. Brother Norris, maybe he can. <laughs> Mitch can. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you see, you know everything else. Now this is super, what? Bowl Sunday. But it's super Sunday service. Come on now. Who's going to win? Jesus, come on now. <laughs> Who's going to win? Sad to say, but so many people in the body of Christ take an aim at least 10 players on each team. But they don't know what God's word has to say but church, if we're going to go forth to minister the Word of God, we've got to know what God's Word has to say. We've got to be able to eat the Word and drink the Word and breathe the Word and live the Word and talk the Word and memorize the Word and confess the Word and do the Word. Why? Because there's, what, there's healing. Everybody said healing. There's healing in the Word of God. Oh, hallelujah. I said there's healing in the Word of God. How do you know that? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 22 declares, For they, talking about the words of God, the sayings of God, for they are life. Everybody shout life. They're life and health to all those that find them. The original says, 
For the word of God is life and what? Medicine. Woo! There's life, there's health, there's medicine in the word of God. I challenge you to get into the word of God. Many years ago, I was ministering up in West Virginia. And I was on a television program, a live program, bloopers and all. Come on down. And the pastor said, Brother Danny, can you recommend some good books on healing to the listening audience? He wanted me to recommend some books like Christ the Healer by F.F. F. Bosworth. That's a good one. Or Healing the Sick by Till Osborne. He said, can you recommend some good books? I said, oh, there's a few out there. He said, well, just tell the listening audience. I said, well, there's a, let's see now. There's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judge of Ruth, Samuel, Kings, Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Joe, and one down the line. How many of there's 66 good books on healing? But you've got to begin to know what God's Word has to say. Church, as you begin to know God's Word, begin to teach and preach and share the Word of God, then people with faith will arise. Why? Because faith cometh by what? Hearing. And what? And hearing by the Word of God. If you believe that, come and shout amen. Years ago, I was in a place called Broad Nights, Virginia. It's not the jumping on point, but you can see it from there. I was praying for people on the front. One lady comes up. I said, hello, darling, what's your name? She said, my name is Lila Walker. I said, nice to meet you, Miss Lila. And she was probably 75, 76 at the time. I said, what's the matter? She said, when I was 12 years of, 12, 12, 12 years of age, I'll get it out of there. When I was 12, okay, I'll put it that way. She said, I fell from the, the highest loft in the barn. Back in those days, we didn't go to the doctor, and they set my arm, but it never was set correctly. And all these years, I've never been able to move my arm no more than this. For over 60-some-odd years like that, I said, well, what's going to happen? She said, I believe God's going to bring healing and restoration to me right now. I said, how do you know that? She said, because you've been preaching it for the last 20 minutes, 30 minutes. 35, 40, 40, 50, yeah, come on. And so, whatever. And I said, okay. I said, do you believe the Word of God? Yes, I believe the Word of God. Do you believe that by stripes we're healed? She said, oh, yes, that's 1 Peter 2, 24. I know that. I said, let's pray. I reached out and laid my hands upon her because this biblical do that. But the Lord said, don't do it. I said, what, Lord? He said, don't lay hands upon her. I said, well, not because I want people to know it was God Almighty and not you. I said, what do I do? He said, have her begin to speak the word of the Lord. I said, Miss Lila, do you believe that 1 Peter 2.24 is for you? She said, yes. Do you believe that by stripes you were healed? I believe that. Then I want you to say this after me right now. I said, by stripes I'm healed. I'm the healer of the Lord. I said, say it. She said, by stripes I'm healed. I'm the healer of the Lord. I said, say it again. She said, by stripes I'm healed. I'm the healer of the Lord. I said, say it again. By stripes I'm healed. I'm healed. I said, louder. She said, by stripes I'm healed. I'm the healer. I said, louder. By stripes I'm healed. I mean, that little said me some of your lady was shouting aloud. By stripes I'm healed. I said, church, begin to say it with her. And the whole church is shouting aloud. By stripes I'm healed. I'm the healer of the Lord. And I tell you what, church. She must have shouted that out maybe 25 or 30 times. I said, why are you shouting so loud? <laughs> but all of a sudden, she stopped, and all of a sudden, that armor, pew, 
shall be healed in the name of the Lord. Why? Because she was speaking the word of the Lord. As you go forth, you need to have people begin to speak the word of the Lord. Declare what thus saith the Lord God Almighty. Come on, shout amen. Jesus is the healer, and God can use you to bring healing. But have what? Oh, have, whoo, glory to God, the love of God in your heart. Have the faith of God in your heart and have the compassion of God in your heart. I was in Illinois back in November. And I called for people to come to the front for a prayer line. As they were coming, I didn't call somebody out personally or have them stand, but I said, somebody right now, you're going to receive a miracle in your mouth. So I was sitting in the prayer line, throwing people there. Pray for the per first person, the second person. I prayed for the third person. But when I prayed for the third person, something happened. I didn't get the prayer out. I just barely touched them. I said, in the name of Jesus, that's all I got out. When I did, she went down. And I always went down. The power was so strong. Ooh, not me back. I prayed for everybody else. And about 30 minutes later, I was turning it back to the pastor and that lady, the third person I prayed for, she got up a few minutes before she'd gone and checked herself. She comes back, and she said, Pastor, could I say a few words? And when she said that, the whole church went berserk. The whole church got downright fanatical. They even got a little bit Pentecostal. Come on out. Woo! She said, could I say a few words? You see, before the service, she talked with a very garble. You couldn't hardly understand what she was saying. Why is that? Because a number of years before that, maybe five years before, cancerous tumors had developed all on the tongue. And they go in and they cut off those tumors. And had to take out sections, part of her tongue. And because of that, she spoke with a garble speech. But a few months before this last year, more cancerous tumors developed on her tongue. And she said, Brother Johnston, when you said somebody is receiving a miracle in your tongue, she said, that's me, that's me, that's me. I receive it now. When the waters are troubled, you need to jump in. When the waters are troubled, that's the time to reach out by faith. And she said, that's me, that's me. Her faith was arising. Her faith was so strong. And she said, when you lay the hands up on me, I felt some. I felt the fire of Almighty God. I felt the healing fire of Almighty God begin to touch all around my mouth, all around my gums, around my teeth. Oh, geez. And I knew something was happening. I went back to check it out. She said, church, what happened? Years ago, they cut out those cancerous tumors. They cut part of my tongue out. A few months ago, more tumors had developed. But guess what? Those new tumors have gone. And God restored the parts of my tongue that was cut out. And I don't even have any scar. Come on, shout amen. Oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you something. That same God is here right now for you and you and you and you. If you believe that, raise your hands up high and shout, Lord, I believe it. I believe it's done. It's done in the name of Jesus. It's a done deal. Hallelujah. Honey, raise your hands up right now. God is touching your body. Hallelujah. This is your day, your time, right now, your hour. Come on for God's healing power. Oh, come on, somebody. Begin to praise him. Hallelujah. 
He's a mighty God. Honey, raise your hands up high. God is touching you right now. Right now, he is touching your immune system, honey. I don't know you, but I know the Heavenly Father. He's touching your immune system, and your blood has been strengthened right now. In the name of Jesus, come on, shout. Raise your hands up high and begin to praise him. Oh, hallelujah. My, my, my God. My God's a mighty God. My God's a, oh, come on, somebody. Begin to, oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, somebody. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can shout if you want to, but know this. Your shouting time does not take off on my preaching time. Come on now. But I had Miss Lila Walker begin to speak the word. Faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. That lady in Illinois had so much compassion. As I began to pray, the compassion just flowed into me. The healing compassion of her. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of a man I met years ago in Little Rock, Arkansas. His name was Gene Mullinex. He told me this story how back many years before how he was driving by the fairgrounds in Little Rock, the Arkansas fairgrounds, and he saw a huge, huge gospel tent. He saw the words on a big old sign saying, Signs, Wonders, and Miracles, Reverend A.A. A. Allen. And Gene told me this. He said, that's a bunch of nonsense. That's a bunch of foolishness. I went to my pastor. My pastor said, that's a bunch of nonsense. That's a bunch of foolishness. That's nothing but a circus. And Gene said, I've never been to a circus before. So he goes out a couple of nights. He's driving up the sign every day. He goes out. He was, I realized there was some type of religious event. And people said, I got healed. But said, I couldn't tell because every healing was internal. He couldn't see anything was happening. And so Gene said, I'm going to prove to everybody this man's a fake and a phony. I'm going to grab that microphone away from him. I'm going to tell everybody in that 20,000 seat tent, this man's a fake. He said, furthermore, I need a healing, a miracle in my body. Because years before that, Gene was in an accident. And he had his right lung removed. Several ribs on this side were missing. And because of the lung removed, the ribs were missing, he won't stooped over. Plus, there was a drainage tube from his left lung. He'd have to change the, the gauze, the padding, about every couple of days. He said, this man's a fake, this man's a phony. But I got a prayer card to go in the prayer line. That night I was in the prayer line, a long, long prayer line. And I said, this man's a fake, this man's a phony. People were saying, you got cancer? He said, be healed. How did I know that? You got this? How do I know that? Because there was nothing really visible. He said, but as I was in the prayer line, in front of me was a mom and her dad holding a little baby about one year of age. I looked in that baby's face. There was a huge, huge cancerous growth by the size of a large plum. 
He said, that baby can't fake anything. I'm going to keep my eyes on this baby. So finally, the line got closer and closer. Reverend Allen said to the mom and dad, bring the little baby up here right now. He didn't even look at the prayer card because he knew by the, the gifts of the Holy Ghost what was going on. He said, this little baby here has got a large cancerous tumor, cancerous growth on his face. But I believe that my God's going to heal this little baby right now. He said, everybody, everybody, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes in reverence to Almighty God. And Gene said, uh-uh. I'm going to keep my eyes on that baby. I'm going to keep my eyes on the baby's face. And all of a sudden, River Allen didn't lay his hands upon that baby. He just raised his hands up toward heaven and said, Oh, God, heal this baby now. And Gene said to me, when I looked upon that little baby, I saw that baby's face and that cancerous growth, that cancerous tumor, the size of a plum before my eyes. In less than about 30 seconds, it shrunk down from the size of a plum to the size of a grape to the size of a raisin, and then it fell off on the floor. Come on, shout him. Woo! And Gene said, this is for real. He said, Mom and Dad, rejoice. Take your baby home in Jesus' name. He looked at Reverend. He looked at Gene Mullinex. He didn't have the prayer card. He said, come up here now. He came up there right now. He said, the Lord told me to tell you, you've come as an unbeliever. You've come as a doubter, as a skeptic. But God has just changed your heart. Yes, 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 yes. He said, God is going to touch your body right now. God's going to touch your body and give you a brand new lung, new ribs, and take away that drainage tube. Everybody raise your hands and begin to praise him. They did. Woo! In the name of Jesus, be healed, be healed. And Gene told me when he prayed that short prayer, but a faith-filled prayer, he said, all of a sudden, the power of Almighty God touched him. Oh, hallelujah. It touched him, and he was completely made whole. He said to Reverend Allen, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. And Reverend Allen said, is there anybody here in this tent tonight knows this man? One man in the very back said, I do, I do, I do. I know. He said, come up here right now. And so his friend came up there, his best friend, and Gene, you know, he was there in the tent that night. He came up there, and when he came up, Gene was about 100 pounds, skin and bones. He reached over and picked that man up. His wife was sitting back there. Gene's wife says, he's a dead man now. But guess what? Healed. He goes back to the same doctor a few days later, and the doctor said, I've got a few questions to ask you. Where'd you get that new lung? Where'd you get those new ribs? And where in the world did that drainage tube go that was in your body? Come on, shout amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Oh, let me tell you, God did it for Lila Walker. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, in Broadnax, Virginia. God did it for that lady in Illinois. He gave her a new tongue. Hallelujah. And God did it for Gene Mullinex in Little Rock, Kirk. Guess what? He's the same God right now here for you at Passion Church. If you believe it, raise your hands up high and shout, I'm a believer and not a doubter. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I believe and I'm going to receive. I close with one more thing. Hallelujah. Then we're going to pray in a few moments. I was in Stedman, North Carolina, outside of Fayetteville. It was a Sunday morning like this. I ministered on healing, the healing virtue of God. People began to come to the front. This one lady came up, she was an elderly lady. 
and she was barely moving, barely walking, barely coming up there. I said, good morning. She said, good morning. She said, this is new to me. I'd never been to a church like this before. I said, what kind of church do you go to? I belong to the Episcopal Church. I'm no shit. I had her eyes on me that morning. Come on now. Because people running, dancing, shouting, jerking, falling like, woo. I said, what's your name, darling? She said, Renee. I said, what's your problem? What's going on, Renee? What do you need? And she said, I never heard what you preached this morning. never heard that Jesus can heal all matter of sickness, disease, pain, discomfort. I never heard that before. I never heard that preached. I said, but it's the Bible. She said, as you gave the scriptures, I wrote them down. I looked them up. It's there. It's there. But I never heard it preached. I said, Renee, what do you need? She said, I've got MS and lupus. And I knew that my God is bigger than MS. My God is bigger than lupus. I started to pray for her. And God said, don't do it. I said, why not? He said, because I want her to begin to praise me. To praise me. Praise me for her healing. I said, Renee, I said, do you believe that God's a healer? I do now. I do now. I do now. I says, when you begin to praise him, something happens. It touches the heart of God. I said, Renee, why don't you begin to praise him? She said, okay. Sweet elderly lady. I said, begin to praise him now. She said, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I said, louder. Praise the Lord. I said, louder. Praise the Lord. I said, louder. Praise the Lord. And all of a sudden, that little lady, she was saying, praise the Lord. Oh, glory to God. I said, church, everybody, why don't you raise your hands up high and begin to praise him along with Ray. And the whole sanctuary begin to do that. Why don't you do that right now? Come on, church, Pastor. Raise your hands up high and begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Hallelujah. I'm talking about God's going to touch your eyes. God's going to touch your ears. God's going to touch your colon. Hallelujah. God's going to touch your kidneys. Hallelujah. God's going to touch, oh, yeah, your pancreas right now. Hallelujah your skin disorder. Hallelujah. Oh, that intestinal problem. My God, my God is a mighty, mighty healing God. Come on, shout. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Woo. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Praise you the Lord. Hallelujah. Whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she must have praised the Lord, I don't know, four, maybe five minutes. And the whole church praising God with her. And then she started saying, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. And the pastor that the church called me about three weeks later, she said, Renee's been back to our church every Sunday now since you were there. And she is what? The healed of the Lord. Church, let me say this. Jesus is a healer. He's called us to go forth to heal as well. And mark it down that by his stripes we were healed. By his stripes, he said, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Do you love him? Raise your hands up high. Let me just pray for you. Father God, I thank you that your word is true. You said, Lord, in Psalms 119, verse 89, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. That word is settled. Lord, you're not a man that you should lie. I thank you, Father, that healing is ours to the covenant. You said, I will never break my covenant of thee. And, Father God, I believe that even right now, that the healing virtue, the healing anointing, the healing power, the healing grace, the healing grace is flowing in this congregation right now. 
In Jesus' name, can somebody shout amen? Brother Norris. Give the Lord a shout of praise one more time. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, in just a few minutes, we're going to give you an opportunity to be prayed for. But right now, I want to lead us. We uh, handed out, I hope you got one of these prayer guides as you were coming in. Have we got some more back there, Thomas? Thomas is getting If you need one, hold your hand up. We're going to pray over every week. We have a prayer guide to go along with our message. Man, I'm telling you, my faith is stirred up, brother. Woo! But we're going to pray here. Not going to spend a long time. We've got three things we're going to pray for here real quickly on purpose. But here's the thing. It's not how long we pray. It's who we're praying to, and it's the faith that we release as we pray. But here's the thing. We want to take, just like Brother Danny was talking about, not only do we want to be the recipients, which we do, but we want to be the instruments of healing. And that's what this prayer guide is about. So as, as I'm praying here, you pray out there. Luke 9, 2, let me just remind you. Then he, Jesus sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God, and to heal the sick. That is your commission, Passion Church. Tell everyone about Jesus, the kingdom of God, salvation, and heal the sick. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come together. You said if two of us should agree as touching anything, it would be done. So, Father, right now, I pray that Passion Church would be a place of faith filled with the power of God. That your power would be in this place to save, to deliver, and to heal. As people ride by, as people come under the parking lot, as they come into the auditorium, Father, the power of the living God would come upon them and set them free from sickness and disease. Father, I pray that every believer here would see themselves as God's healing instruments, called, anointed, and appointed to take healing to their world, to our generation, to see your healing power manifest in our words, in our hands, in all that we do in Jesus' name. And finally, Father, we pray that, that we would, uh, Father, as we support missions, as we're giving it to it, Father, you're going to send out laborers. You're going to send them into all the world to bring your healing power, spirit, soul, and body to the masses, oh God, to the nations of the world, to those in darkness, those bound by sickness. They will be set free by your messengers that you send forth in partnership with us. And all God's people said, amen, amen, amen. we got a short video I want to show you, and then we're going to be praying for the sick. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.